Hello again, everyone. I'm Joe Longinusa, welcoming you to another edition of Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro, the show where industry leaders, golf professionals, and legends all come and discuss the great game we love so much. So without further ado, let's turn it over to our host to tell us who's next on the tee. Chris, take it away. Hey, thank you, Joe. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me again this morning on Next on the Tee. We are brought to you today by the great folks over at the French Lick Resort, an absolutely spectacular place. Their Pete Dye and Donald Ross design courses were ranked number one and number two in the state of Indiana by Golf Week. It was the site of last year's Senior PGA Championship and the LPGA Legends Championship. Go to FrenchLick.com to see for yourself how great it is and to book your stay. We are also sponsored by our friends over at The Leather Shop, makers of top quality, custom-made leather, dress, casual, and golf shoes. And do your feet a favor, folks. Put them inside. Shoes are going to keep them feeling good and looking good all day long. You can find them online at the-leather-shop.com. And, and if you'd like to win a free pair of their custom-made leather golf shoes, go to my Twitter page, at ctmascaro. Or check out our Facebook page, Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro, and tell me why you should be the winner. One lucky winner is going to be, and we're going to run that contest through the end of June. So, again, at CT Mascaro or our Facebook page, Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro, tell me why you should be the winner of some custom-made leather golf shoes, and you just might be. We also want to give a shout-out to our friends over at the World Golf Village, located in historic St. Augustine, Florida. It is also the home of the World Golf Hall of Fame. No matter the time of year, folks, or the length of your stay, the World Golf Village is sure to deliver a great experience with family and friends, and you're going to make memories that are going to last you a lifetime. For more information, go to worldgolfvillage.com or give them a call, 1-800-948-4653. We also want to welcome our new friends at the PGA Tour Superstore. It is an absolutely fantastic place, a golf wonderland, and the best place to get Dad uh, what he's looking for this Father's Day. So many Great gift options, any one of which is going to keep Dad smiling for a very long time. Check out all of their great items from golf balls to clubs to rangefinders and so much more by going to PGATourSuperstore.com to get Dad something he's really going to enjoy this Father's Day. I'm your host, Chris Mascaro, and today I have the privilege of sharing three really great guests with you. And first up is going to be one of my all-time favorite guests here on Next on the T, and that's Eric Johnson. For those of you who join me regularly, you know that Eric is a guy that I would have in my dream five, some along with Bob Friend Jr., who joined me last week, Paul Stankowski, and my father as well. Eric is the uh, director of instruction up at Oakmont Country Club. Completion of the second round of the U.S. Open is finally underway this morning. They've been battling torrential rains there for the last couple of days. So we'll hear how things are going and what we should expect to see over the final two and a half rounds when Eric joins me here in just a few moments. Following him, I'll be joined by Russ Holden, who is the founder and CEO of Caddy for a Cure, a wonderful organization that raises money for several charities, including Operation Warrior Golf, which helps wounded warriors and our wounded veterans either learn the game of golf, relearn the game of golf, or continually improve their skills. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more when Russ joins me a little bit later in this half hour. And then I'll round out the show with my interview from earlier this week with Matt Corey, who is the chief marketing officer of the PGA Tour Superstore. You heard me mention it a moment ago, and you guys know that the PGA Tour Superstore is my favorite retail outlet of any kind, 
like I say, it is a golf and tennis wonderland inside their store. So again, if you're looking for a great Father's Day gift for get, uh, for dad, uh, you know, go into their stores, check it out. They got so many great products in there. But you know, and if you can't get in there, or you just simply can't decide, go to PGATourSuperstore.com and get that a gift card. You can have it electronically sent to him via email. So uh, that's another great last minute gift idea. If you're not sure what to get dad, or you're not sure what he needs. Do that. Get him a gift card. Let him pick it out, uh, what he's looking for on his own. So uh, I'll play my conversation with Matt for you. We'll do that about 45 minutes from now. So we got another great show lined up for you this morning. I am so glad that you're here to take the journey with me over the next hour or so. Next on the tee is brought to you by our friends up at the French Lick Resort up in French Lick, Indiana. Folks, you heard me talk about it a moment ago. Spectacular place to play golf or just to sit back and relax and enjoy yourself. You know, they've got a a wonderful spa on the property. So many great things up there at the French Lick Resort. Let's hear a word from our friends up there. This is the time to play legendary golf at French Lick Resort. Book one of our money-saving packages like the Hall of Fame package and play our Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses. Stay in historic luxury at our French Lick or West Baden Springs hotels. Relax in our spas. Dine in our restaurants. Have some gaming fun in the casino. Or just rock on our rambling verandas like they did 100 years ago. Go online to FrenchLick.com and book your legendary golf getaway now at French Lick Resort. Yeah, what a great place it is. My family and I are looking forward to getting back up there again this summer. The French Lick Resort needs to be on your list of places to stay and play. And like you just said, my friends, they got a casino right there on the property as well. For more information to book your stay, go to FrenchLick.com. And every week here on Next on the T, we like to kick off the show by seeing the brave men and women serving in every branch of our military who are tuning in around the world on the Armed Forces Radio Network. We want to thank all of you for the daily sacrifices that you and your families are making to protect our freedom and our liberties. We also want to thank our veterans for all that you and your families have done for us over the years. It's through your strength and your efforts that our way of life is even possible. Folks, if you see a member of our military when you're out and about, whether that's in the airport, at a restaurant, at the grocery store, wherever you may be, please stop for a moment and tell them thank you. They are our real heroes. Our sincere thanks as well to Sean Cruz and the wonderful folks at the Armed Forces Radio Network. It is such an honor for us to have Next on the T be a part of your network. You can find our show by going to armedforcesradionetwork.org. And I also want to continue to remind our veterans out there, be sure to check out globalvoiceforveterans.org. It's a great site. You're going to find news and articles and a wealth of information that is specifically geared towards our veterans out there. I'm sure you're going to find it both interesting and beneficial to you. Again, globalvoiceforveterans.org. Check it out. All right. Now back with me and making his sixth appearance on the uh, French Lick Resort guest line is Eric Johnson. Eric is the director of instruction up at Oakmont Country Club. Golf Magazine is named Eric a top 100 teacher every year since 2011. He was also recognized by Golf Digest as a top 40 under 40 teacher and is a three-time Tri-State PGA Teacher of the Year. Also a two-time Horton Smith Award winner for his contribution to education. He is also on the advisory staff for TaylorMade Adidas Golf. He's played on the Canadian Tour, the Sunshine Tour, and the Golden Bear Tour. And as you know, as I just mentioned a moment ago, Eric is one of my favorite all-time guests here and a member of my dream fivesome. And I'm honored that uh, he's taken a few minutes to come back and, uh, and join me again on Next on the Tee. Good morning, Eric. How, how, how's everyone up at Oakmont holding up? Oh, buddy, we're good. Thanks thanks so much for having us. I love the intro every time. I, I always get a chuckle out of that, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for saying all that good stuff. <laughs> 
So, so Eric, the good news, I guess, is no rain in forecast today or tomorrow, and the second round can, uh, you know, finally get you know, back underway and completed for everybody. So, let's for, first talk about the conditions of the golf course. I, I read about what about three inches of rain Thursday and Friday. Yeah, I felt like we were in Seattle. I didn't know if I was going to have to take a dive off the Halton Bridge. I mean, it felt like so <laughs> rainy. I didn't know if it was going to end, but you know, it, it was. You know, and I you you'd saw my Facebook post before. I thought five over was going to win, and and honestly, I don't think I've ever seen Oakmont better on Monday. In fact, I was walking with Derek last hour. I've been helping him out a little bit, and uh, walking the golf course with him and a couple a couple other people. The young amateur Ryan from South Carolina and walked the golf course with him. And and uh, on Monday, I thought, my God, 10 over is going to win. And they started cutting the rough like they normally do. They started cutting it on Friday and a little bit on Saturday, a little bit on Sunday. So every day they've been cutting a little bit. Our members are going haywire. And, uh, you know, on Tuesday I saw the superintendent, and we were off 6.50, first, second tee time, whatever it was. And and I saw him at lunch. I said, you slowed it down, didn't you? He goes, yeah, we had to. <clears throat> he said we had to put wow. brakes on. It was getting it was getting out of hand. I mean, two was two. You know, most everybody was putting off the green on two. Anybody above it, they put it off the green. So they had to put the brakes on a little bit. And then, unfortunately, we got that rain. And I, you know, I heard the forecast. They're like, yeah, we're gonna have three inches of rain. I said, three inches of rain? What are you talking about? Three inches of rain? We had that all month. And sure enough, we got it in one day. So slowed it slowed it down. And as you know, when when it gets wet and soft like that, guys like Dustin Johnson, the length is not a factor. It's whether they can stop it and how receptive the greens are and how you know soft they are. And when it's soft like that, putting tends to be a lot easier. So I'm not shocked at all at uh, <clears throat> DJ being up there. Excuse me, I'm not shocked at all by, by that. I'm shocked by Rory and Willett and Fowler. I mean, those guys seem to all be on really good form coming into that, and I'm pretty surprised by that, but not surprised by Dustin Johnson, not surprised by, you know, guys like Bubba, and I think, you know, you can lump those two together. They're bombers that, you know, a little shaky with a putter, but uh, but that's kind of the golf course right now is set up perfectly for those guys. I'm not surprised by um, Lee Westwood either. You know, I mean, he is just solid. You watch him on the range. Boy, does he look in great form. Uh, not surprised by Garcia, if he can keep his head in the game. You know, he always seems to be a little shaky in the majors for whatever reason. I don't know why, but that just goes to show you how mentally, you know, taxing an open can be. I mean, it's very, very hard process. But uh, a lot of good players out there. Uh, you know, Furyk, I'm not surprised by him. Phil, not surprised by that. He was here on Monday before for the standing Miller SWAT party, and and uh, played 15 holes and said, can I get a cart? And they said, no. And he said, all right, I quit. So I don't know if he's <laughs> out gas right now or what. He did. He walked off the golf course playing with Tom Brady and a bunch of guys. And, and he said, all right, I've had enough. <laughs> wow. Go sat on the porch. And uh, so I don't know what's going on with him, uh, but that's interesting. You know, Jordan Spieth to me looks very, very jumpy again this week. He pissed. You know, if I was his coach, I'd tackle him and say, listen, would you stop, like, fidgeting and jumping around here and, and commit to something, you know, and, and, and make your mind up. I mean, you've you got to start committing to this. But, uh, well, I don't know. Justin Hicks playing great, you know, a young man out of West Palm. I mean, I played against him on the Golden Bear Tour a long time ago. 
<clears throat> he's continued to stay out there and grind. He's playing great. I watched him on the range, man. He looked great too. So it should be a it should be a really good, really good, really good open. And I think that, I think Oakmont, after all that all that rain, you know, I think the old girl's got her teeth back to her again. You're starting to see the run out a little bit. You're starting to see the ball roll. That that's how we wanted to play. And and uh, I think the next two days, you know. You know, hang on to your shorts here because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So, Eric, how how wet is it still out there? And, and to your point, you know, coming back a little bit, the, you know, the uh, the golf course golf course gaining its teeth again. You know how you know how much you know water is left out on the uh, you know out on the fairways and that sort of thing, and in the rough when you get in there. And how slow are, are the greens? And will we will we be able to see it? You know dry out and uh, and get back to typically I think what we're used to seeing at Oakmont uh, about the legendary greens that they're going to roll 14-15. What do you expect them to roll uh, come uh, later today and tomorrow? Well, I mean, yesterday was a perfect day. We had a little, little cloudy in the morning, and but then it was a little windy, and, and today it's like a Wyoming day. I mean, there's not a cloud in the sky. I mean, it just looks gorgeous today. And uh, there's not much wind, though, but it's nice. It's a cool, comfortable temperature. You know I mean? 77 degrees right now and i i just think you know you get two two three good days of that sunday afternoon is going to be some test golf and and you know i don't see him watering the greens i don't see him trying to slow anything down it right now i think they're going to let them dry out and let them go and i don't think they'll cut the rough anymore i think they're done with the mowers but uh uh, there's really not, it's not really wet on the fairways. The, the, the rough is just thick and dense. It's a little bit moist, uh, but not bad. And the outlying areas where all the spectators are walking, oh my God, it's just a muddy mess because it's just, you know, we have three inches of rain and you get all that foot traffic, it's just, you know, and you get all it concentrated in one area. So it's really not bad for the players. I feel a little bad for the spectators right at the moment because, they're walking through a pile of mud, but and uh, but uh, you know, yeah. it, 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 I I just don't think the golf course is going to be. You know, I just think it's perfect. I think by Sunday afternoon we'll see exactly what we want. I, right now, my guess is if we can get it dried out a little bit more, my guess is even one over is going to win. I know that people say, "Wait a minute, they're four under." Yeah, I mean, right. if we get it the way we want, you know, I'm guessing even is going to still be a great score. But we'll see. I don't know. It's thrown off. My predictions have all been thrown off because of that rain. So what's the plan for, for the rest of the weekend? We Like I say, we've got about half the field that still needs to complete their second round. So you have those guys going off one in ten to get their rounds completed as quickly as, the, you know, as they can. Are we going to see 36 holes tomorrow? You're going to of how things have been in the final round in the past? Yeah, no, I think the plan is they're going to try and finish everybody up today and then start the third round today and get as much played as we can. And, uh, you know, they might be able to uh, – they might be able to get all 36 in today, uh, get everybody finished through the third round, we're hoping, and then we'll have a great Sunday. Uh, that's the plan right at the moment. So, as, as you mentioned, as you sort of went, you know, through some of the guys that, you know, that are playing well and are near the, the top of the leaderboard as we stand right now, one of the things you, you mentioned a moment ago I want to get back to, you talked about Jordan Spieth and, and him being, you know, jumping around and committing to this. What are you seeing from Jordan that's uh, causing his game not to be, you know, as uh, as we would hope it would be coming into the U.S. Open. Well, you know, it's really hard to say. I, you know, I mean, I'm not his coach, so I can't really, you know, I mean, from a from a swing perspective, I think he loses it to the right. I mean, he was here and, 
you know, he hit one out of bounds on the 18th hole. And in the eight practice rounds I saw Tiger uh, when he was here in 07, he never did anything like that, you know. And so to, and to hit it out of bounds on the 18th hole, that's pretty far to the right. Um, you know, I think he gets up and out of it a little bit. I think the club just hangs back behind him just a sliver. And, uh, you know, he's up and early and a little over-rotated with his body. Uh, and he hits it to the right. That's his big miss. Um you know, from a from a mental perspective, it's hard to say. You know, I mean, there's been a lot of theories that, you know, he he traveled so much and filled his wallet and all that silly season off season stuff that he was tired, and that very well could be the case. Um, yet, if you're tired, you still got to get in there and you know take a couple weeks off, which they did. You know, you saw that, you know, their spring break thing, and you know, I I thought right. their sponsors that I would have told them to hide their phones for a week and not done any of that, but you know, they put it out there. So, young guys i mean they really don't seem to care and you know ricky fowler i i gotta give a huge shout out to him I, he was there and signed more autographs than i think i've ever seen anybody do and and you know you hear a lot of ball sign after the round that he sat there for a long long time and i saw him at the masters do the same exact thing it's very very classy you know, in this time of, you know, listen, autographs aren't for guys like you and me. They're for kids. And when, you know, they get a kid and he wants an autograph and he'll stand there and do it, I I was really impressed by that. Here's a, you talked about some of the, you know, great stories that, you know, that could be unfolding for guys like Dustin Johnson, Lee Westwood, Sergio Garcia, guys that are, you know, been in search for a long time for uh, for their first major victory. But I think there's, there's another great story, you know, kind of looming in the backgrounds too. And guys, it's just a few strokes off the lead going into today's play, and that's Jim Furyk, who's a who's a local Pittsburgh guy. How great would it be for the local fans? We had the Penguins win the Stanley Cup, right, and just have the parade, you know, earlier this week on Wednesday. And boy, if you could have Jim Furyk, a local guy, go to go to the U.S. Open and win in Oakmont, boy, what a story that would be. Well, it would be an incredible story, and you know, I mean, the city of Pittsburgh has just had some week. I mean, you know, winning the Stanley Cup and. You know, obviously the Pirates have been super the last few years, and unfortunately they're they're got a little water in the gas tank right now, but they'll get back. But you know, I mean, to see to see what's going on here and and Furyk, I I wouldn't be surprised. He he's one of my dark horses, and I don't mean dark horses that he's not a phenomenal player. He's just one of those guys that are so you know workmanlike, and he's not flashy, and he's not the uh, Ricky Fowler. I'm gonna post and tweet crazy pictures of me and you know we're the crazy coach he's just workman and he goes out there and does his job day in and day out and i think he's won what 71 million dollars on the pga tour a 71 million that's a staggering amount of money for a guy who always seems to be running under the radar and uh and and i I mean he's a top player i don't mean he's not under the radar you hopefully you know what i mean by that he just yeah he just he's just a workman and that's what i love about it and uh, he just he's just awesome. And he would be a great story. And I really think the golf course, I think there's a couple, I think there's three way, three ways to play this golf course. I think one, with the driver, and try to get it down there as far as you can. And, you know, try to, you know, try to see what, you know, see how far you can get it down there and reduce spin. <clears throat> and, you know, and can be able to control spin. The second way to play this golf course is to be a plotter, and I think that's a Zach Johnson. I think that's a, a Jim Furyk, and 
and and I think those guys are are the guys that uh, you know really have a great way of playing this this golf course, and mm-hmm. and uh, so we'll see. I hope Jim can pull it off. I think it'd be a phenomenal you know thing for him, and I think it would have completed his career. You know, I mean, it would be a pretty fascinating, pretty fascinating end of you know not an end of his career, but a kind of a little you know ice cream on the top, so to speak. Yeah. And, and Eric, you, you mentioned Bubba Watson a, a little bit ago, and his best finish in a U.S. Open came there at Oakmont back in 2007. He ended up uh, finished tied for fifth that year. He's won under after you know after his first round. When when you think of who can win at Oakmont, it's the guys who gain strokes. To me, it's it's the guys who can gain strokes around the green and, and putting. Right, that's the, the you know with the undulating greens and the speed of the greens, and and neither one of those things you would say are Bubba's, you know, strength. So I'm curious to get your thought. Why do you think he's able to play that golf course so well? You know, I think he's just like Dustin Johnson. I think both of those guys hit it a really long way and they can overpower a golf course. And when it's wet and long, they are licking their chops. They're excited about it. Um, But man, I've watched Bubba putt and he's, he's looking, you know, again, I don't want to, you know, throw stones here, but he just looks very jumpy with that putter, and he just doesn't look like it's real comfortable in his hands. But I think from tee to green, that's why he really, uh, you know, tee to green, he can out ball strike him. And I think that's why Dustin Johnson's playing so well, and I think that's why you see Bubba. Bubba played great here in uh, 2007, and he, you know, I think he plays those imagination, you know, those shots with a lot of imagination. He has big curves and gets them coming in and shaping into into flags where the average guy can't do. And when you see a guy that's able to hit it high and hard and curve it so much, he can get to a lot of different pins that most guys are going to, you know, have to bail out 30, 40 feet. Uh, we, you know, I was on the uh, sixth screen, you know, last few days with Derek Fathauer and, you know, some other guys, and not many people could get it back to the back right pin on, on six. And both of those guys had no problem doing it. You know, most guys are playing 30, 40 feet away. And so their strokes gained are on proximity closer to the hole. You know, and that's how they're doing it. So, Eric, you know, as we look, you know, over the leaderboard now, you know, projected cut sits right now at plus five. We'll see what the, the remainder of the second round holds, if that changes at all. But at plus five, guys like, you know, Phil Mickelson is out. Ricky Fowler yep. needs to, needs to get into red figures in his second round because he shot 76 in the first round. Angel Cabrera he won't be a repeat winner at at uh, at Oakmont because he he's the plus six after two rounds. Rory McIlroy is going to really need to step on the gas in his second round after after a 77 which featured eight bogeys and only one birdie. He only hit five fairways and eight greens in regulation. Talk about a guy who needs to kind of figure out what's going on with his swing. So I'm I'm surprised. To see, you know, some of these guys, I'm I'm surprised to see Phil on the wrong side of the cup because I thought he was putting well and his creativity around the greens. You know, now you, you know you, you throw in the story about him being done after 15, so maybe there's something you know going on from a a stamina or health perspective for Phil. But kind of curious to get your thoughts on on guys like you know like Fowler, like Ernie Els, like Phil that uh, and Rory McIlroy, obviously that uh, are struggling so hard out there when when these soft conditions you would have thought would have favored some of these guys. Yeah, it's actually pretty shocking, actually. I, I, I call it the major list leaderboard. There's a lot of guys that have never won a major on that leaderboard. And, uh, you know, I mean, from Garcia to, to, to DJ and some of these guys, and, you know, I, it's shocking to me 
uh, I mean, shocking that we're not going to see possibly a Fowler, McElroy, uh, the top, the Willett, you know, some of the really top. And I just have no explanation on why the heck that happened. I mean, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you fall on the right side of the draw and sometimes you don't. I think some guys got into rain delay and it, you know, it sucks the energy out of you when you, you know, you warm up, you go out and play, and then you get pulled in again. Then you go out and play a few holes, then you warm up, then you whoop, now we're going to play tomorrow. And then, you know, so I just don't know if it was a, you know, uh, stamina or just like, you know, you lose interest or you just just drained you. But, you know, coming into this, boy, Ricky Fowler hit one of the coolest tee shots I have ever seen in my life on the first hole. And I said, man, oh, man, this guy has it right now. And you can tell, like, the when guys step up onto the first tee and they're like, well, should I hit a two-iron or should I hit a rescue or should I hit a three-wood? R- Ricky stands up there with a the driver. Boom! Right down the center of the fairway. And I'm like, whoa, there's a guy that knows what he's doing. And you can tell. You can tell. I mean, you can just watch from my perspective. I can stand there and say, this guy's going to make a cut. He isn't because if they're fooling around and trying to figure out a golf course, if they can't step up and look at a fairway and say, yeah, I can hit that with my driver, I don't think they're going to make the cut. But whatever whatever, whatever iron you pick, whether it's an iron or a, a rescue club, you, you just when you see those guys get up there and hit it with confidence and you see the other guys looking at their caddy kind of going, well, what do you think? Those guys are the ones <laughs> that don't really look like they're real comfortable at the moment. And you can tell, I mean, you can tell it's just uh, it's so evident when you watch them. And, uh, you know, if you study it long enough, you'll, you'll see it and you can tell who's, who's on, you know, that's why, that's why I'm so confused by Jordan right now. It's just, I, you know, for such a great player, number one, two, whatever he is in the world, uh, I think he's two now, but you know, for the number two player in the world to beat, to look so jumpy up there, I just never saw anything like that from Tiger. And that's really, uh, uh, shocking to me. I, I I just I wish I could figure it out. But he's such a great player and such a great guy. He came in and and uh, you know played golf beforehand with some members and they stayed up and they played cards and poker and they were having a ball. And uh, you know he's a really really good human being. I wish him nothing but the best. I think he's just a super young man, a superstar. I hope he I hope he can figure this out. I'm talking with Eric Johnson, the director of instruction at Oakmont Country Club here on Next on the Tee. And Eric, just a couple more before we let you go. Um, on the opposite side, you, you know, you talked about a, you know, the uh, the lack of, you know, major champions that are at the top of the leaderboard. And I think one of the big surprises is Andrew Landry shot 66 in his first round. That's the lowest first round score of any of the nine U.S. Opens played there at Oakmont. How impressive! was Andrew and what do you expect to see from him over the course of the next couple of rounds? Well, you know what? I walked with him in a practice round. I was, uh, getting for not getting, but showing the golf course, that young amateur Ryan from uh, South Carolina. And we were playing with Duffner and Landry and, and, uh, another guy. And, uh, uh, he was impressive. It was impressive. Um, I didn't think I saw 66 coming from that. Uh, from what I saw in the practice round, it was good. Um, and he fell back here a little bit already today and uh, made a double on eight. And so we'll see. I, you know, I mean, it was a very impressive ball striker. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't quite see that coming from him. Uh, but, you know, Chuck Cook is his coach. And, 
you know, Chuck Cook's one of the best in the world. If you're working with Chuck Cook, you, you're somebody because he doesn't take everybody. And, and I get all the respect in the world for Chuck Cook. And, I, you know, I mean, if you're hanging out with Chuck Cook, good things are going to happen to you. And I totally believe that. And I, Chuck Cook has a great theory on winning opens and loves to see people cut it. And uh, and I think that he's probably right about that. I mean, I think that, it, you know, an open with a little cut, you can control a little more and come in a little softer. And, and I think he's you know, spot on on that. And you Duffner, mentioned, he played, we, yeah, sorry, we didn't mean to cut you, Chris, but I mean, Duffner was one of the most impressive ball strikers I'd seen in a long time. I mean, that was very impressive, but man, you don't know if he's like disgruntled, happy, sad, like just not interested. I can't, I can't place <laughs> it. He just, I've never seen anybody just kind of look like I was amped up kind of being in the ropes and he was like, Okay. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Did he take like a beta blocker milkshake? I don't know what the hell happened here. He's like, I I can't figure it out. It's like his pulse rate was 40 or something. I was like, is he alive? I, it was the craziest thing. Sorry, I didn't mean to go off on that. That's all right. That's a great story. So, Eric, one more before we let you go. And you mentioned eight. You know, 288-yard par three, Eric. Are we getting ridiculous at this point about, you know, what we're doing with, you know, the length with par threes? Well, I would love to say yes. Uh, I would love to say yes. I don't want to go out and bash the open here. Uh, the, one of the greatest par threes in the world is the, you know, the short par three at Pebble Beach, right? It's a hundred yards, and yeah, and and they don't have to be two hundred eighty-eight yards. If the green is 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 is, you know, tiny and protected. Uh, but you know, to the to the USGA's credit, um, they you know the eighth green is monstrous. <clears throat> There's 42 yards over Sahara Bunker to the green. You can fly a little low runner up in there, and uh, and uh, so I think it's a really fair hole, actually. But you know, 288. Come on, I I don't know. I'd love to see one 120. <laughs> right. I'd love to see the green like uh you know like those old poaches stamp through Pebble Beach or you know I mean, you know I love I love the fact that they gave you a par four. We can drive and yep. we can get to 17, and then they give you a really long par three. So. I think it all flushes out, uh, but you know, come on. For the average player, <clears throat> for the average guy, I think that you know, I mean, we should totally have separate rules, and I think they should build a ball that goes 340 yards for the average guy because it would be a heck of a lot of fun, and everybody wants to have fun on a golf course, and that's what we're trying to do. And yet, right. people aren't having enough fun. Our numbers are down. You know, I mean, I think heck, I think the ball should go 340 for the amateurs. I think it should go 240 for the professional. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm on a different spectrum of it. You know, I mean, yeah, I think you need to dial them back. And then, you know, you give the give the amateur square grooves. If they want to shake it over there with a long putter, hell, let them shake it over there. I don't care. Right. We need players. We don't need more rules. We need more players. There you go. So, Eric, who, who are the guys we're going to see uh, at the top of the leaderboard come uh, late tomorrow afternoon? You're going to see Dustin Johnson, Lee Westwood, and Sergio Garcia. Those are my three really? horses right now. Those are my horses in the game. I think Furyk's going to be right there. I think he's a workman like like we've always seen. Um, I just don't know if some of these other guys are going to make the cut now. And, you know, they're so far back, they kind of shot themselves in the foot. Um, Adam Scott kind of surprised me. He did not seem like he was having a great practice uh, sessions. And, playing the golf course before, but man, he's on full, you know, on all, all cylinders right now. So uh, those are my guys. I'm going DJ Garcia, Westwood and Furyk. 
And uh, those are my guys. Those are my horses. All right. Eric, and remind there's, our there's listeners. A little bit of, there's a little bit of everything in there, too. You know, you got a bomber, you got a shirt guy, a straight guy, you know, like all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and you got one major victory in, uh, in all of that. One. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be Crazy interesting to stuff. see if uh, if those guys get it done. It'd be it'd be a great story for any one of them, right? Just like we said uh, a little bit ago, you got three guys who who haven't won a major, and you got a local Pittsburgh guy in there that uh, would really send the fans over the top. So either which way, it would be fun to see those guys, you know, shoot it out come late tomorrow afternoon. It'll be interesting to see if it uh, if it goes that way. But Eric, before we let you go, let it remind our listeners how they can uh, follow you online and over social media as well. Yeah, well, it's EricJohnsonGolf.com, and uh, uh, Chris, I, I I accepted a new job at Nemecol and Woodlands Resort and Spa in Farmington, Pennsylvania, and uh, I start after the Open. It's a crazy change, hard to leave Oakmont, but wow. I can't wait. So check out check out NemecolandWoodlands.com, and uh, you'll see me on there. We're starting after after the Open. It was a phenomenal thing. Mike Jones from Kapalua is the new director of golf, and I don't want to sound like Trump, but we're going to make that place great again. <laughs> and we 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 got we got uh, Pete Dye came in and redid you know a new golf course for us. We're gonna have 36 straight holes and and I'm excited for a new opportunity and uh, hard to leave Oakmont, but you know it's time and uh, so you can catch me there. Ah, I look forward to it. I'll have to check that out. <clears throat> Very good, Eric. Yeah. Thanks so much for taking time out of your morning to be a part of the show. You're always so fantastic. You know you're one of my favorites. I appreciate you, my friend. Hey, Chris, I can't thank you enough, buddy. And listen, anybody who threatens the United States of America needs to meet one of our great soldiers and let them know we're still the boss. And so good luck out there. Excuse straight and stay safe, everybody. Thank you very much for adding that, Eric. We'll catch up soon, my friend. In the meantime, all the best to you and your family. Thanks, buddy. You too. All the best. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, Eric. See you. That's Eric Johnson, the director of golf at uh, golf, in, uh, golf Instruction at Oakmont. Moving on. Good for Eric. We've got our next guest, Russ Holden, hanging on the line. We're going to get to Gus on the other side of this station identification. You're listening to Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro, heard around the world on the Armed Forces Radio Network. Now joining me on the French Lick Resort guest line is Russ Holden. Russ is the founder and CEO of a wonderful cause called Caddy for a Cure. They raise money and support several charities, including Operation Warrior Golf that helps uh, our wounded veterans out there learn to play or get reacclimated to the game of golf. They also donate to charities trying to fight things like childhood cancer. Russ was a caddy out on tour for 17 years, and he caddied for guys like Bernard Longer. He was also an All-American at Malone University up in Canton, Ohio, back in 1980, and I am very thrilled that uh, he is with me and next on the tee this morning. Good morning, Bruce. Thanks for joining me. Hey, good morning, Chris. It's uh, fantastic to be with you. A very uh, compelling show, and thank you for your service, and thank you for everything you're doing for our men and women in service. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Absolutely. Thank you, Russ. So, Russ, talk about, you know, talk about the, you know, Caddy for a Cure. What a wonderful organization you've got started there. And for our listeners who aren't familiar with it, talk about how you guys are raising money for for some great organizations and uh, while at the same time providing some amazing experiences for the donors as well. Well, thank you. Yeah, I was, uh, as you mentioned, I was the, I'm was i a PGA member now for uh, 31 years. I was the head professional at Bernhard Langer's Club uh, here in South Florida and Boca Raton, Florida at Woodfield Country Club. And uh, I ended up starting out as uh, Bernhard's uh, coach uh, back in the late 80s and then uh, ended up as a lark. Uh, he asked me to fill in one week when uh, his longtime caddy, Pete Coleman, couldn't make it. And uh, it was kind of the, used the mob bells old phrase, the next best thing to be in there. I 
tried to play myself, as you mentioned, and uh, I decided I like to eat on a regular basis, and it wasn't going to allow <laughs> me to do that. So uh, I went into the club business, and, and here I was caddying for one of the world's best players. He was number three at the time, and uh, I just loved it. I, I just thought it was fantastic. I was right there in the middle of things and rubbing shoulders with guys like Greg Norman and Jack Nicklaus and Seve Ballesteros and all the great players of that day, and I was hooked, and I became uh, really one of Bernhard's worst thorns in his side because I kept bugging him to come out and caddy. So that went on for 12 years. I was caddying three, four, five weeks a year just as a fill-in basis. And uh, during that time, I was touched by a rare bone marrow disorder called Fanconi anemia, which uh, one of my assistants, uh, formerly a pitcher for the California Angels, uh, had come in with double Tommy John surgery, wanted to be in the golf business like so many people do. I hired him. We became best of friends. And uh, shortly thereafter, his wife gave birth to their second child, uh, Christian Collins, in uh, August 25th, 1993, and uh, I guess you could say that's where Caddy for a Cure was born on that day. Uh, when I saw that lethal disease and I saw what it did to uh, that young man, uh, I knew I wanted to do something somehow, some way in my life that would make a difference. I just didn't have the foggiest idea what I was going to do. So uh, fast forward a little bit, five years, two more kids, uh, healthy. Their fifth child, Kalen, was born five years later, and he also has this uh, bone marrow disorder called uh, Fanconi anemia, FA, we call it. And uh, I, 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 that was that really sealed the deal. So we started looking at different things that we could do. And then in 2001, Bernhard uh, invited me to come out and caddy full-time as Peter had resigned. And uh, I said, let's have a little experiment here, which ended about uh, being about six and a half years. And there I was again, rubbing shoulders with Tiger Woods and Ernie Els and Sergio Garcia and all the great players of the day. And uh, I knew that people would give about anything to be able to trade places with me for a day. And uh, mm -hmm. we went to the tour and laid out Caddy for a Cure and what we wanted to try to do. And uh, they gave me a real short leash up front. And uh, now it's 14 years later. Uh, we've raised uh, now close to a couple million dollars providing the average golf fan the opportunity to go inside the ropes and caddy for one of these world great players uh, for a day, a Jordan Spieth or a Rory McIlroy or Ricky Fowler. And uh, in 2005, uh, I was still working for Bernhard Langer, and we were down in uh, Valero Open, Texas Open at La Cantera, right next to the Brook Medical Center. And uh, the tour, being very military patriotic, uh, walked six young men down the range that had been uh, badly injured and uh, were all amputees and had lost a leg. And uh, Frank Licklider was standing next to us, and he said it best when he said that uh, even though these men and women have had an accident, uh, it's still fascinating to watch one of the best players in the game. And I had an idea. I said, well, you know, I got this caddy for a cure, and here comes Chris, and he's going to caddy for Bernhard Langer or somebody like that. Why couldn't he be escorted by a wounded service member? And uh, I went to the tour, and it took them about – 0.3 megaseconds to say, yeah, we love that. We're all over that. So we started providing experiences now for uh, wounded military men and women that they come and actually escort, and uh, we take care of everything for them. And uh, it's been uh, fantastic with hundreds and hundreds of uh, wounded coming through our program. And uh, it fits my worldview uh, as a PGA golf professional to be able to get them involved in the game. We know that golf is so therapeutic. Uh, it's an addictive game, as all of our golf listeners know. And uh, to be able to get these men and women out on a golf course in God's fresh air and be able to enjoy this great game, whether we play it well or we don't play it so well, uh, we want to get them out on the golf course and just give them a respite from you know all the injuries that they're uh, recovering from and, and get them back into it. And, and, and golf's just been tremendous. And Caddy for Cure has been a great vehicle for us to, to be allowed to be able to do that thing. 
Yeah, no, it's all fantastic stuff for us. It's, uh, it's, you know, very impressive. And it's such a wonderful thing that, you know, you've come up with and that, you know, you're promoting and, and it's, it seems to be growing all the time. And, and, you know, and, and I saw pictures of, you know, the, you know, the, some of the, you know, amputees and the, the military, you know, veterans that have had an opportunity to get out there with guys like Justin Rose and Phil Mickelson, you mentioned, you know, Ricky Fowler, Lexi Thompson, even, even Jack Nicholas as well. And all, you know, all these, you know, things you people can go check it out on your site, caddyforacure.com. But talk about some of the, some of the players and the legends that people have had an opportunity to, uh, to be around and whether it's their caddying or uh, like you just mentioned a moment ago, just getting to walk inside the ropes with. Well, you know, it's just, uh, it's been amazing. When I started it out, uh, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the players and a lot of the caddies gave me a little raised eyebrow to see what this was all about. And, uh, you know, through 14 years, uh, I came kind of attached to at the hip with blue blood. I mean, I was, uh, I was with Bernhard Langer, who's one of the classiest and highest integrity guys really in the history of the game. And, uh, just, just really a wonderful man. And uh, everyone knew that I was I was with him, and and when we started laying out the plan of what we wanted to do for K for Cure, uh, everyone really received it very very well. And then it didn't hurt to have some people like Jack Nicholas and Phil Mickelson and Rory McIlroy and Jordan Speed all say, yeah, you know what, I'd like to caddy for a cure for a day. It's really kind of a no-brainer for me. I'm I'm going to be in a pro-am. I'm going to be with two, three, four amateurs today. And to have uh, Chris on my bag, uh, my regular tour caddy goes along with me. And, and we've prided ourselves in working diligently as a, as a golf professional, as I mentioned myself, and a former tour caddy. Uh, you know, I, I know that, uh, th- that we're in their office, and we want to try to make it a, as little of a distraction as we possibly can, but yet at the same time, be able to see golf from a different perspective. Uh, you know, it's one thing if we go play golf together, and it's another thing for me to be on the bag and be part of the team preparing to go play for millions of dollars and, and even in some cases playing for mm-hmm. history uh, the very next day in the form of a major. So it's worked out very, very well. And uh, as you mentioned, we've had some of the greatest players really in the history of the game participate with us, and, and it's just been awesome. It's really – I would have never guessed 14 years ago that I'd be sitting here talking to you on the phone uh, talking about some of the names that we've had involved with our program and continue to support our program. Uh, it was just a, a, a passionate heart wanting to do something good for somebody uh, less fortunate. It is awesome. It really is. And, you know, and, and Russ, talk about some of the events and the venues. You mentioned the Texas Open, but talk about some of the other, you know, events and venues that are available for people to go and, uh, and bid on to be a caddy out on, uh, out on tour. We're, uh, we've got some really big stuff coming up. We've got uh, world number one, Jason Day. Uh, it's going to be Aussie Day up at the Barclays up in New York at Beth Page. We've got Adam Scott up there with, uh, with Jason Day. We're, Ricky Fowler is going to join us, I believe, again up there uh, possibly. And then we've got uh, some, some things in the works for Jordan Spieth. But we've got Justin Rose coming up. We've got Zach Johnson. We've got uh, really one of the world's greatest guys, Jason Bone, coming up at the John Deere Classic, which is going to be huge this year because it's going to be opposite the uh, uh, Olympics. But uh, we had Ricky Fowler here just a couple of weeks ago in Charlotte uh, at Quail Hollow. We had a, uh, a wounded Green Beret, Randy Nance, uh, lost his uh, leg and was burned very badly in Iraq. And uh, what an honor to have him for four days uh, with us, and we treated him to just an awesome day. And, and you know, the interesting part is, is that, uh, you know, we get these, uh, get these amateurs out there, the caddies, and we get the wounded service members, and they're all, you know, like kids in a candy store. Their eyes are all lit up, and they just can't wait to meet these, these, these famous golfers and these world 
professionals and and what's so ironic to us as we stand back and as we after we make the introductions and do everything we find in almost 100 percent of the cases that the players are more excited to be with the wounded service members than the wounded service members hard to believe are to be with a, a person like a ricky fowler or wow. speed uh it, it's utterly amazing to us to see how great golf is and how well received uh, this program is, and, and how well uh, they really enjoy being with the wounded service members. I think I think they ask them more questions than the wounded service members ask ask <laughs> the players. And Russ, I read many of the opportunities are out there to to bid on, and you can find them out there on eBay. Is that right? Well, we don't use eBay anymore. We use our site. We did uh, when we first started, but uh, we use our site, and uh, all of our auctions are right there. And what we recommend is um, if you don't see your favorite player up there or you don't see us coming to your town, uh, so to speak, uh, our contact information is right there. Give us a call. Send us an email. And uh, what we'll try to do is, is what I call make a marriage happen. If you want a specific player at a specific venue, uh, we do have the full support of, of most all of the players out there, and the PJ Tour and the tournament directors are thrilled to have us. Um, you know, let us try to work out something for you. And many of our experiences happen uh, that way. We have a few players that are that are open and available on the site, but like I said, for the most part, we can set something up. Uh, as I'm out on tour uh, quite often, you know, about about 20, 21 weeks a year. Uh, we just had a great week this year, and by, by mentioning that, we're, we're also involved with the LPGA, and uh, we've got Lydia Coe. She's not even up on the site yet, uh, just getting back from Grand Rapids, where we had Lexi Thompson uh, this week. And a uh, very interesting story, we have a, a character program that we developed several years ago, and that is uh, Kay for a Cure with Character, and that is to, to honor and, and gift uh, a young man or woman who is uh, that special kid, you know the one, the one that shows up early and stays late, yes sir, no sir, they may be the best player on the team, they may not be the best player on the team, but they're going through life with all the characters of success, and, and that is uh, integrity. Um, they're honest, they may call penalty on themselves. So we go out and find these young men and women, and we get sponsors for them. And we had one this week. We had young Tori Basso, and she got the caddy for her hero, Lexi Thompson, and it was just awesome. Uh, and it's great to see Lexi leading uh, up there in Blightfield at the uh, Meyer Classic. But uh, uh, we have that. And then uh, Lydia Coe is going to be uh, with us, number one in the world at the CME later in the year uh, down here in Naples, Florida. But, uh, again, if you don't see your favorite player, give us a call, send us an email, and we'll be happy to set something up for you. That's fantastic. And, and Russ, you've, we've talked, you know, about, you know, the things that you guys are doing to help our, our wounded warriors out there. So, again, you guys support Operation Warrior Golf. But talk about what Operation Warrior Golf does to help, uh, you know, I think you mentioned it, uh, you know, earlier on. But, you know, for, for guys that, you know, are, are just, A, learning the game or maybe relearning the game after they've, after they've been wounded. But talk about what Operation Warrior Golf does. Well, we've got some great sponsors, and uh, uh, Under Armour is our, our main partner, and uh, they've been fantastic with us. But we have a uh, another partner called V1 Golf, and uh, Victor One Golf. They're based up in Detroit, Michigan, and uh, Gary Palace and his team up there were so uh, wonderful in gifting me an online golf academy. 
So what happens is, is we get uh, we get our typically uh, a typical week would be our, we 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 meet up with our our wounded service member on Monday, the week of a golf tournament, and uh, we take them out to the golf course. We take them through the equipment trailers. We walk them up and down the range, and again do that on Tuesday, kind of a free day on Tuesday. And then uh, what'll happen is Wednesday would be their caddy day. Uh, we'll go to dinner that night on Tuesday with the player and the caddy. In some cases, uh, not always, but uh, we'll definitely have dinner and 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 really just. Like my wife likes to say, just love on them for a couple of days, and then uh, hopefully at some point in time uh, we'll get them outfitted with some clubs. Uh, they'll do the caddy experience, and then uh, in, in many cases what we'll do is stay over on Thursday, and, and actually I get to use my PGA teaching experience with Bernhardt and many other players and, and, and get to look at their golf game. And uh, the problem with that was is that, well, that just ends on Thursday. And, uh, you know, we stay in touch with them, and, and they become part of our family. But we wanted to accentuate that and extend it. So what V1 does is an online teaching academy. So basically uh, any, any service member can send me their golf swing. Uh, it's a simple upload using the V1 app. It's free in the Android system, and it's a couple dollars in the uh, Apple system. But uh, you can upload your golf swing to me. Uh, I get an instant email, and I'm able to review it and have a look at it and continue to teach, whether you're in Boise, Idaho, or Dallas, Texas, or Bangor, Maine. You can send me your golf swing. And uh, we're so honored and humbled to be able to uh, look at some of these wounded men and women who've done so much for us and just really provided us the opportunity to be able to have this conversation that we're having right now, uh, how how little uh, that is in return. But <clears throat> we're so humbled to be able to have a look at them and, and, you know, we open up a little locker for them and we have their golf swing. We tell them what, we sh what they should be working on and uh, give them a few tips and pointers and then, uh, hey, send me another one in a couple of weeks and we'll see where you were and where you are, and hopefully it'll help you on that road to better play and more enjoyment of this great game. There you go. That's great stuff. So, Russ, let's talk a little bit about your your you know, your career out there caddying. You mentioned, you know, being on the bag for, for Bernard Longer, and, and that, you know, as I was doing some research on you, you were, you were the caddy captain of the European Ryder Cup team in 2004 <laughs> because of, you know, your, your working for Bernard Longer. Was it tough? Watching the European team shellac us the way they did uh, here on American soil up in Oakland Hills, uh, being, Amer being an American, but watching and, I, I, you know, I guess it's got to be tough, you know, conflicting emotions, if you will. I'm an American, but I'm also caddying for, for one of the best players on the European side. It was. It took. It did take some preparation, and, and, and to make matters even uh, more excruciating, I, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Uh, I grew up about 10 miles from Oakland Hills, just south in uh, Dearborn area, and uh, I, I actually got thrown off Oakland Hills a few times as a kid for jumping the fence and trying to play a few <laughs> holes. So uh, not only not only was I returning to a site of my former, uh, I guess, uh, childhood crimes. Uh, here I was wearing blue and yellow, and and what I, the, the the philosophy that I adopted was uh, Bernhard and I are very very close friends, and uh, we had spent uh, you know close to 20 years together, and I considered him my best friend. And uh, when we were flying on the plane over, we were in Germany the week before, and uh, Billy Foster, Lee Westwood's caddy now, a long time very famous KK for Seve and a bunch of other great European players. He got me about halfway over the Atlantic, and, and he tapped me on the shoulder a, a little firmly and wanted to know what my deal was. And uh, he kind of got in my face, and they were a little upset, the European caddies, that uh, there was an American going to be a, the caddy captain. And 
I was it. I was on the spot, and my heels were up against the wall, and I turned around, and I pointed at a curly-haired uh, German guy sitting up in the front row, and I said, you see that guy up there? I said, he's my best friend. And I said, I want to see him win this Ryder Cup. No one's going to die. This is not a war. This is a golf match, okay? And and I want to be on the winning team, and I want to see that guy up there get his just reward for being one of the greatest players in the history of the game. And I said, I am all in. And uh, I hopefully I proved it because uh, Billy Foster raised his glass to me on uh, Saturday night. We had a pretty big lead, and uh, we were going to have to almost have another Brookline in order for us to to lose because uh, we had built up such a big margin. Uh, it was still possible, but but it looked pretty good. And Billy Foster, uh, in turn, raised his glass and uh, complimented me on, on doing a good job. So uh, I, I stayed under the radar. Uh, there was another caddy, Jerry Higginbottom, had caddied for uh, Sergio at Brookline, and uh, he was downtown Boston and got beat up pretty bad. Uh, you know, Boston and Detroit are kind of synonymous with some very passionate fans, Red Wing fans, Bruin fans, uh, and, and Jerry was down there in a, in a, in a, a nightclub of some sort and uh, made it known that he was an American caddying for a European, and uh, he ended up in the hospital. So uh, knowing that, uh, I stayed low-key all week in Detroit. Uh, <laughs> I didn't let anybody I didn't let anybody know that I was American, and I just walked around with my European stuff on. And, uh, you know, it wasn't until after the event that I, I kind of came out and said, well, you know, hey, I, I grew up in Livonia here, so uh, <laughs> I'm, now that I'm flying out of town, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, Russell, you know, and talking about, you know, you know, Bernard Longer being your best friend and how close you guys are, uh, I got to imagine, you know, watching this year's Masters and seeing, you know, Bernard, you know, at, at you know, at, at what, 58 in the second to last group uh, and playing so well there, boy, that, you know, that had to be awfully satisfying uh, for you and for him. Yeah, it was satisfying, and, and it wasn't surprising. In 2004, I was on the bag, and we were also in the second-to-last group. That was where Phil did his famous vertical leap. Uh, we had uh, KJ and Ernie in front of us, and we had uh, Phil and Chris DeMarco behind us, and we started uh, we started out three shots behind, and uh, we chipped in on one, made birdie, and uh, almost made eagle on two, and then birdie three, and then that's where Chris and, and Phil had their issues on number four, and when we made the turn, Bernhard doesn't look at the leaderboard of all things. He looks at the leaderboard everywhere but at Augusta. He just wants to play golf at Augusta, and that's kind of a little spoken thing that we have. He said, look, you look at it and you stay on top of things, but I don't look at the leaderboards there. And when we got to number 10, uh, he, he wanted to know what was going on, and, and he looked over at the leaderboard and saw that we had a one-shot lead. And uh, as we as we walked off, uh, Ken, you know, I put my arm around him. I said, hey, man, you know, win, lose, or draw, this, thank you for having me here. This is one of the greatest experiences. You know, I, I think any person that's ever played any kind of competitive golf always says, you know, I want to get to the back nine on Sunday at Augusta with a lead and see what that's like. And, and, and it was a blast. So he loves that place. Uh, and that place requires a lot of creativity. If you go and look at Bubba Watson and how well he plays there, Bubba Watson's just – uh, you know, he, he's crazy how creative he is and how much he likes to move the golf ball uh, with his ball speed and, and his ability and his hands uh, to be able to do it. That's why he plays so well there. And Bernhard, without the ball speed, uh, is just as creative uh, for whatever 
psychological thing, and there's maybe some psychological uh, expert listening here, the left brain and right brain and how well he's able to analyze and then be able to put it in the right brain and get creative. It just fits his eye. He knows how to play the place, and I, I think he may even have the record for the most top tens there. Uh, so it didn't surprise me. Uh, I knew that on Sunday if he stayed, if 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 nobody went crazy and shot six, seven, eight under on Sunday, and it stayed right around where it was, you know, just a couple under par, Bernhard would have a real opportunity to uh, maybe wear another green jacket on Sunday, and we we know that's not the way it went. But um, it, it was great watching him, and and d- don't count him out. You know, you still got several more years of good play you left in him. Yeah, and to that point, I mean, we're seeing him out there dominating on the uh, on the Champions Tour, and you know, it just seems like he's he's either winning or he's right around the top of the leaderboard every single week over there. And, and what what do you attest, you know, that to? I mean, he look he appears like he's in great shape, first of all. And, uh, you know, if you if you probably looked at him, you would never guess that he was, you know, in his upper 50s. But uh, what do you attest his ability right now to not only be dominating on the Champions Tour, but I bet if he played regularly, you know, back on the regular tour, we'd find him, you know, near or top of the leaderboard there as well. I'm not so sure on the regular tour, uh, basically the length of the golf courses. Bernhard has always been sneaky long. He can kind of sling it and uh, get a little bit more out of it. He, he's obviously a very hard worker. He's hands down. He's looking at the, the Champions Tour with the same approach and the same attitude that won him the Ryder Cup, that uh, won him now 100 victories worldwide and a couple of green jackets. He has such an analytical approach to everything that he does, whether it's driving to the golf course, figuring out dinner, or, or playing golf. Uh, he's he's the, the consummate German uh, driving machine and that, that uh, he thinks through everything. And, and basically a lot of the guys his age, while the money's good and they want to play well and they work hard too, um, I don't, I'm not sure that anybody puts forth the effort that Bernhard does. And uh, he's going to continue to put that effort for, you know, forward. But but the biggest thing is that if you put, uh, you know, a golf course that Bernhard's going to have, let's say, eight iron and under, eight iron, nine iron wedge, sand wedge, lob wedge, Bernhard is going to not only pack your lunch, he's going to eat your lunch too because <laughs> the, dis- the dispersion level, he's so good from 150 yards and in that, you know, here here you got a guy that's even got, uh, you know, a suspect putting record that is going to have, you know, 10, 11, 12 putts probably inside 15 feet. And uh, as we all know, any golfer listening, you know, you make one or two, and then you can make three and four. And, uh, you know, just by pure attrition, Bernhardt has 12 shots at birdie a day. You know, he's going to make five, six, seven birdies a day. And, and you know, good good promotes, you know, more success. And more success promotes more good and and that's really, in my opinion, what's happened to him. You know, he's become from a mediocre putter to a pretty good putter, and primarily because of the dispersion, the distance that he's putting from, from the hole for most of the time. I am talking with Russ Holden, the founder and CEO of Caddy for a Cure. And, Russ, just a couple more before we let you go. Curious to get, you know, some, some thoughts on, on the caddy. What What are some of the things – that's going on, you know, inside the ropes when you're caddying for a player that, you know, you know, we golfers, whether we're watching it on TV or we're standing on the other side of the rope, what are some things that are going on that we either aren't keen enough to, to see and understand what we just saw or that's, uh, we're not able to hear what's going on between you and a player. 
Well, there's so many different hats that uh, that a caddy wears. You know, being a, being a golf professional, a head, head professional at a club for many years, you know, a lot of people don't really see all the aspects that a golf professional, a club professional at a nice club has to oversee. Um, you know, the teaching and the merchandising and the tournament operations and everything. And with a caddy, it's kind of the same way. You know, you're a you're a, a hygienist, you're a nutritionist, you're a psychologist, you're an agronomist. Um, you know, there's so many different things that, that a caddy has to uh, be able to be in order to be a decent caddy for the player. Now, now that relationship is really based on what the player wants. There's many caddy, right. many players out there that just want a toter. They just want someone to, you know, be there, give me a yardage, and then, you know, as as we like to say and joke with our caddy for cure people, the three ups of caddying are, are real simple. It's show up, keep up, and shut up. Uh, so, uh, you know, the, the caddy knowing. Uh, you know, you look at a relationship like Bones and Phil, and, and Bones is obviously great friends with Phil, and they share a great relationship. Bones knows right when to say what he needs to say to get Phil either up or down or, or wherever to keep him, you know, even keeled over a long period of time. Um, it, it's a very, very, very stressful job. It, at the highest levels, it takes an incredible amount of skill to be able to be the exact right person in the right place at the right time for that player and uh, you know when that happens it's magical uh, it's like almost like being married you have to be your partner's best friend and you have to be there for him in every case and Russ before I let you go I got to get uh, your thoughts on the on the U.S. Open who uh, who's going to be at the top of the leaderboard come late tomorrow afternoon well, you know, with what happened with Dustin last year, uh, you know, it was great seeing Jordan win, but that that's just that debacle on that last green. Uh, you know, it would sure be great to see Dustin uh, come out and, and have that putter his heat up just a little bit uh, and, and continue his great play. Uh, I... I it's so hard for me to to root. We're friends with everybody. Dustin's a huge supporter. Lee Westwood's a huge supporter. Sergio Garcia, hey, I was on the Ryder Cup team with those two guys. I'm, I'm good friends with them, and they're they're great guys. I just want to see some good golf, and uh, I hope that, uh, as Eric said previously, you know, I just want to see the USGA uh, make a fair test. It is our nation's uh, open. Uh, let's have a fair test, and, and, and let's see some good golf. I don't want to see anybody, you know, have a blood fest. I, I, I just want to go out and see some good shots and some good golf. And, uh, you know, gosh, it'd be great to see any one of those guys. I mean, to see Sergio get a major at his age and as hard as he's tried, yeah, he won the Players' Championship. Lee Westwood, with, with his struggles, one, truly one of the greatest ball strikers possibly in the world. Uh, you know, how great it would be to see him and my old friend Billy Foster uh, get a get a U.S. Open. Uh, I just want to see some good golf, and I can't wait to watch it. There you go. Russ, uh, tell our listeners again one more time how they can uh, follow you, whether that's you know online and learn more about what you're doing and then uh, over social media as well. Absolutely. We have a great site, caddyforacure.com, and, Chris, we spell it with a Y, C-A-D-D-Y-F-O-R-A-C-U-R-E, caddyforacure.com. Uh, we have a great website. You can go read about all the charities we support. You can see a bunch of great pictures through the years, a bunch of testimonials from some of our, our caddies that caddy for some of these great players. Um, and then from there, we also have a, a pretty active social media site. Uh, we do all the social media, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we're at Caddy for a Cure. 
Uh, you can follow us. We try to post a lot of pictures. I had quite a few this week of Lexi as she was up there in Grand Rapids. But uh, please follow us on social media. I think you'll find it compelling. We try to keep it inspirational and, and positive all the time. Uh, and uh, it'd be a delight for you to sign up for our newsletter, which uh, we don't uh, barrage you with mail, but we do keep you up to date as to new players and, and things going on. So uh, Caddy for a Cure. Dot com. You can go and, and, and see everything, and, and we'd be looking forward to your phone calls and looking forward to your emails if you have any questions or, or have any uh, thoughts or suggestions as to who you'd like to caddy for out on one of the tours. That's great stuff. Russ, thank you so much for taking time out of your morning to be a part of the show with me today. I hope you'll come back and do it again sometime and keep us updated on all the great things that you guys are doing. It is really fantastic stuff. I can't thank you enough for, A, doing what you're doing, and B, being a part of uh, the show with me this morning. Well, Chris, it's been an honor to be with you. And uh, for all those listening out there serving our country, thank you for your service, and uh, God bless you, and uh, we'll continue to keep you in our prayers. And, Chris, I'll be back anytime you like. That'd be great. I appreciate it. Thank you, Russ. Take care. Thanks, all man. the best to you and everyone there at Caddy for Your Cure. Uh, hopefully, like I say, we get the opportunity to catch up with you soon. In between now and then, all the best to you and your family. Good deal. Thanks, man. You bet. That is Russ Holden, again, the founder and CEO of Caddy for a Cure. And uh, again, as he said, it's C-A-D-D-Y for, and that's spelled out for, F-O-R-A-Cure.com. Great stuff. They're doing great things. And uh, please go check it out. All right, before I get to my next guest, Matt Corey, I want to give a shout out to our new friends over at the World Golf Village located in historic St. Augustine, Florida, just south of Jacksonville. World Golf Village is the ultimate golf vacation destination and a true paradise for fans of the game. The village, as it's referred to by the locals, is the home of the World Golf Hall of Fame, where the greatest players and contributors are honored, and it includes more than 70,000 square feet of displays, trophies, and personal memorabilia. The World Golf Village boasts two championship golf courses, including the King and the Bear, co-designed by Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicklaus, and the the, uh, Sam Snead and Gene Sarazen masterpiece, The Slammer and The Squire. Golfers looking to tune up their game can uh, book a lesson at their golf school, the PGA Tour Golf Academy, featuring the latest in learning technology and world-class instructors as well. A luxurious wait, you know, stay awaits you there at the uh, at the Renaissance Resort World Golf Village, offering an array of amenities, including dining options and other premier services. No matter the time of year or the length of your stay, folks, World Golf Village is sure to deliver an unmatched experience for families, friends, and you guys are going to make memories that are going to last you a lifetime. For more information, go to worldgolfvillage.com or give them a call, 1-800-948-4653. All right, I'm going to play for you uh, my interview with Matt Corey on the other side of this station identification. You're listening to Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro. Heard around the world on the Armed Forces Radio Network. Now back with me on the French Flick Resort guest line is Matt Corey. Matt is the Chief Marketing Officer for the PGA Tour Superstore. And those of you who follow the show, you know the PGA Superstore is my favorite retail store of any kind. And I am thrilled that uh, Matt is back again and next on the tee with me this morning. Matt, thanks for coming back on the show. Hey, thanks for having us, Chris. We love your show and really appreciate uh, the chance to be part of it. So, Matt, be, before we get started, I, I wanted to give a shout-out to one of your managers at the PGA Tour Superstore here in Kennesaw, Georgia, Corey Schaefer. Corey uh, did a great job. I was in there last Friday to get fit for a driver. He did a great job 
work with me, help me find, you know, the right settings, the right launch ankle spin rate, uh, you know, for, for my swing. So I wanted to make sure that you and everyone listening too knows what a great job he did and how much I appreciate the time and effort that he put in to make sure that uh, I got the right driver and that uh, it was properly fit for me. Well, that's terrific. It's always good to, to hear those stories. So let me ask you, uh, how was the experience? Tell, tell me about it. No, it was fantastic. You know, I mean, uh, you know, getting, you know, getting into to one of the bays and, you know, you know, warming up and hitting some shots to make sure that, you know, it just wasn't swinging cold. You know, he handed me a couple of clubs and said, let's get warmed up and, and uh, did that. And then uh, we tried all kinds of different combinations. Uh, you know, the TaylorMade is the, or, I mean, uh, the Titleist is the one that, um, it, it was one for preference for me based on some previous, you know, times of getting into to the bays. You know, I, I, uh, I like to go in there and try out new, you know, the new equipment and, uh, you know, see what's the latest on the market. And I've tried them all, you know, from TaylorMade to Ping to Callaway to Titleist and, and uh, just rudimentary, you know, through that process, I narrowed it down to the Titleist one that, that I wanted. But uh, then it was, you know, making sure. So we tried a bunch of different shafts and, uh, and you know, and, you know, adjusted it for different, uh, different lie angles and, uh, you know, whether it was an open face or a closed face, you know, based on what we were seeing in the simulator for what my ball flight was, uh, we, you know, we ultimately settled on, uh, on a you know, perfect setting for me. I was, I was hitting the driver right down the middle, getting some good distance out of it, the low spin rate that, that you're looking for. So the experience, you know, itself was, you know, was great because I love the technology but uh, then the opportunity, you know, to spend some time with Corey and explaining, you know, the process with me. And, and uh, like I say, you know, China, just looking at the video and for where I, where I was flighting the ball and uh, what spin rates, uh, you know, that I, uh, that I needed. Typically what I'd seen, you know, from my, my previous drivers, I was always in the 4,000 spin rate. And I didn't really understand what that meant until, right. you know, spending some time there. What does that mean? And, uh, you know, he, he talked me through it and, you know, some of the other guys that I've been there when I was trying some of the different pieces of equipment kind of walked me through, what, you know, what, where you want to be and where I was at. So that's how we kind of narrowed it down and ultimately choosing the Titleist driver and then, uh, you know, getting Corey to, to go through the whole process with me. Absolutely outstanding stuff. That's really cool. Well, I, I, and I bet you gained distance. I did. Absolutely. I gained about 20 yards of distance by that's lowering incredible. that spin rate. Well, that's incredible, and and so that's a lot of golfers don't. It, it's it's amazing today, still today, and those of us in the business are too close to it sometimes. But there are a lot of people out there, both casual golfers, those who have, have played for a long time, that that if you have an hour, forty five minutes to an hour, and and you, you you want you want a completely free expert experience. That's what's cool about the way our stores are set up. Our stores are set up with all of these different simulators. Uh, where you can come in, you can schedule a fitting with an, a certified fitter, and they will not only educate you on what, what, what does spin rate mean, what should it be, what should my launch angle be so that I can hit it the furthest and the straightest, and then let's try all these different shafts and loft and lie combinations. It's an incredible VIP experience that is free. And so <laughs> right. until you've actually gone through it, you don't realize how cool it is. And then suddenly you can't wait to get your club and get out and, and give it a shot on, you know, on the, on your local course. And so, um, I, 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 it's, it's, I'm glad you had that experience. We hope that, uh, most of our customers that come in have that type of experience, but we can't stress enough how 
great that one hour of investment in time will will be for you and your game and your attitude. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, and, and here's something, you know, and, and I've been fortunate to have some some of the best club fitters, you know, on the show from around the country. Scott Felix is is a good friend of the show. And, you know, the thing that I, you know, to your point, Matt, that what people, a lot of people don't understand is, and, and Scott talks about this all the time when he comes on the show, it is getting fit for your clubs isn't just for, you know, the best players, because, you know, the amount that they will gain is probably a little. But when you're, when you're a, a, right. you know, a, a weekend hacker like myself and you're, you know, you're in the, you know, 10, 12, 20 handicap range, that's when you get the most impact of having your clubs absolutely. for you. And I, I think that gets absolutely. lost on a lot of folks. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And those, those are the ones that some folks think that they, they, um, they're not good enough to be custom fit or they don't, uh, it's going to be, you know, too, uh, too high end of an experience or too complicated. It's not, we can really simplify it down. And, and I guarantee anybody listening that once you've gone through a free custom fitting, you will come out more inspired and more ready to play and you will have more fun on the golf course. And, and this is whether it's, it's at PGA tour superstore or any, anywhere you can get fit, just do it because it uh-huh. golf will be more fun. Simple as that. Yeah. You know, uh, folks tend to say, well, I'm not good enough to get my clubs fit. And, you know, Scott likes to take the opposite. In fact, you're not good enough not to get fit. So, yes. Right. So, right. Absolutely. Yeah, so Don't it, buy off the rack. I mean, unless that, you're, spe- you know, your specs, uh, cause you've already been through a fitting and you know, you can get, you, you know, that you're a standard all the way, then fine. Great. Buy off the rack. Otherwise spend the one hour go through it and your golf game will, will thank you. <laughs> and you'll, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll win a lot of money on the golf course and have a lot more fun. So it'll be, it's good all the way around. There you go. So Matt, as, as, as we look ahead to, to father's day, you know, this weekend and the U S open going on this weekend, what, what are some of the hot items or the new and different things that people should be looking for, for dad at the PGA tour superstore? Yeah, you know, it's a great question. So first of all, obviously, we're we're very uh, focused on Father's Day. This is our Christmas this week. And, um, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's a couple of different uh, uh, things that we do this time of year. First of all, our stores, every store nationwide and our, our, our website at pjtoursuperstore.com is set up with hand-picked gift recommendations. So even if you're a non-golfer, or, you know, you want your wife to go get you something or your spouse or your significant other or whatever. You want to get your grandfather something who plays golf. The, the, the items are specifically called out throughout the store. And if you go to pjtoursuperstore.com slash dad, there are hand-picked items in each category, whether it's technology with GPS watches and range finders to golf balls to apparel um, there's, there's very select items that we believe are going to be the most popular items, uh, this father's day season. So, uh, you, you, we make it easy, right? We don't want people to have to shop, uh, 30,000 products and wonder if that, that item is going to be good for dad. We've done the homework for everybody. So yeah, we make fantastic. it very easy. And, um, yeah, and, and and by the way, just shout out to all the military dads and and uh, and dads in general. You know, uh, this is this is this is a fun time of year. Um, I've got two kids. I, I often say, just let me pick out my own golf gifts. 
<laughs> go get me a gift card or or here I'm going to pick it out and then if you want to give it to me this Sunday that's great but this is you know this is my Christmas so uh it's it's always fun Right. You guys have got a great promotion promotion going on with TaylorMade called Golf with Dad. Talk about what that's all about. Well, we we did something pretty fun. Um if you if you go to uh, if you go to pgatoursuperstore.com slash dad or just go to our YouTube page, Facebook page, etc., you'll get to see a commercial that we put together for Father's Day that we partnered with TaylorMade on. And we, we worked with Jason Day and actually worked with Jason Day's son, Dash. And we put together a really cool commercial that celebrates dad. I mean, Jason is the most recognizable dad on tour right now. Dash always runs out on the green every time Jason wins. We've, we've all seen that in one way, shape, or form over the last year especially um, and we put together uh, a, a great campaign leveraging uh, leveraging the Jason and his son and and really creating uh, a, a TV spot that we think touches hearts and minds and makes everybody think about that that great time that they've spent with their dad or their son or daughter or grandfather etc playing golf and to complement that we put together a social campaign where you know, you, you, if you tweet out pictures and, and share your great moments with Dad, you're, we're going to be giving away all kinds of fun stuff every week uh, with TaylorMade Adidas and, and uh, recognizing people that tell us their stories. And we're just getting some amazing, as you can imagine, you yeah. know, uh, we've, gotten, we've gotten pictures and stories from people who – you know, my my dad, before he passed away, wanted to go to Augusta National, and I finally got to take him this last year. You know, all kinds of great stories like that and pictures being sent in that are just terrific. They're they're inspiring and, um, you know, and, and engaging with, with fans and customers and golfers on a level beyond just products at prices is also something that's, that's pretty important, especially this time of year. So uh, it's a fun campaign, and we're getting a lot of participation, and, and golfers love telling those stories. Yeah, and, and, and to that end, Matt, are you guys you know, going to be sharing those stories? Is there, are there, is there going to be a wall of those stories that people get to read you know, some of the things that you guys are hearing? Yeah, we're working on that with TaylorMade now. You know, right right now you can go to Twitter and you type in the hashtag and you know golf with dad and you'll see all kinds of stuff pop up. But we're 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 working on collecting those and sharing those out, and we're continuing to share those as well, just through our own social channels. You know, we're when we not only pick winners, but we're we're just sharing them as as they come in. Um, you know, we won't be able to share every single one of them, but because there's sure. so many, but we are yeah. we are doing that, and and there are some again, inspiring, fun uh, photos and stories being told. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't, yeah, I'm, I imagine so. There's got to be some fantastic stuff. So I look forward to, you know, reading all of those. And, and Matt, is, you know, speaking of reading, I, you know, I read, you know, you guys opened up a new store just this past weekend up in Minnetonka, Minnesota. All of this, you know, kind of during a time when a lot of retail outlets are, are closing stores down here. You guys, you know, continue to expand, which you know, I think it's got to be a testament to the fact that, you know, the PGH Superstore isn't just a place to buy golf clubs and golf balls and, and, and accessories. It really is, like you were mentioning earlier, it's sort of a whole golf experience each and every time you walk through the doors. Talk about the opening uh, up in Minnetonka. Yeah, it went really, really well. We had three, 400 people in line uh, before the doors opened on Saturday. Um, just 
had had a, a great chance to uh, inspire a whole uh, new uh, group of group of customers and group of golfers and tennis players up there. We we have tennis in that store as well, and um, you know we had a really really good Saturday. Let's put it that way. Uh, it was great all the way around. We did a a, a check presentation to the first tee um, uh, on Thursday night before uh, last Thursday night before the Saturday opening. Uh, and, and the folks that that's an avid golf market, obviously, you know, they got the Ryder cup coming up this fall. Right. Uh, they play a lot of golf. They play a lot of golf in a very concentrated period of time when there's not four feet of snow on the ground, but they, uh, mm-hmm. they love it. And the cool thing about the way that we build our stores Right with giant putting greens and simulators and hitting bays, you know, indoor practice ranges that we have programs and loyalty programs up there where uh, folks can come in and practice throughout the winter uh, with technology to see their ball, their 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 ball speed, their launch angle, their spin rates, et cetera, in our indoor practice ranges and, and facilities there. So um, even during the winter we're going to be able to help golfers play because there's not a lot of options um, up in the Minneapolis area for indoor driving ranges. You know, there's just not a lot. And the, and the size of our store with over, over 40,000 square feet, you know, huge high ceilings and, again, all these different hitting bays uh, will allow golfers to, to hone their game and, and keep working on it throughout the winter up there. So. Uh, wow. We're we're excited. It, it's it's a great market for golf, and we're really mm-hmm. excited that uh, our first store is right there in Minnetonka. And Matt, I also read that you guys are started offering a new state of the art, you know, fitting van experience, which looks absolutely fantastic. Talk about that. We do. We in in, in a handful of stores right now um, around the country. It, it's it's sort of an upgraded fitting experience. It's everything that you would find um, on tour. Uh, it's, it's anything that, you know, it's, it's like what, it's, it's not just a normal fitting process. It's over 600 shaft combinations. Um, it's every possible combination of, of brand, not just, you know, Ping or Titleist or Callaway, but there's all kinds of different brands there uh, and all kinds of different shaft uh, and grip combinations that's really designed around what the, the, the tour pros uh, have access to. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we do all of that. It's, it's a $50 fit. Um, and, uh, you know, so we, we have our standard custom fitting process that's free, that, uh, that inspires all kinds of golfers. And then for those that want just a little bit more and want some access maybe to some really higher-end shafts, Etc. Then there's this uh, elevated fitting experience. This um, it, it's really called a uh, it, it's called a our, we call it the PGA Tour. Um, golly, what's the new name of it? We just renamed it. It used to be called the, <laughs> the, the, the fitting van experience, but it's the right. it's it's got a new name to it. We just switch. It. I'll think of it in a second and I'll tell you what it is. It'll come to me. <laughs> <laughs> but. I mean, it, it it sounds good, and you say it's you know it's it's out there in in some markets. Where where you know for our listeners, because you know our listeners are all over the world. Um, where is that where is that experience available? 
it's it's select doors and it's it's we've added it into Orlando and uh we've got one in Minnetonka and um you know a few select markets if if you visit our website you go to pgatoursuperstore.com and you go to the store locator page uh you'll you'll be able to see which stores on a store by store basis have that experience in it and you can even book a an appointment right there on the website does it uh, does it move around? So whatever you know, few stores it's at right now, will that kind of move around throughout the? Oh no, of the it's no, it's in the store. It's physically set ah, in the okay. store. It's like a Got super it. bay. You know, there's the normal yeah. simulators and normal hitting bays, and this is like a right. bigger, older experience. Ah, all right, Matt. You know, a couple of the other things you know that I really love about your about your atlas. First of all, I love the tagline: "If it's on tour, it's in here," because there isn't anything that the men and women are, are playing, wearing, using out on, out on tour that isn't available in your stores. So I, I'm curious, you know, as, as we see, you know, nowadays we, we get the privilege of, you know, not, not only, you know, looking forward to watching the players out on tour, but we also get advanced notice of what they're going to be wearing, particularly if it's a major, you know, whether it's Jordan Spieth or Jason Day or Rory McIlroy, typically we get the opportunity to see over the four days, Here's the outfits these guys are going to be wearing. So I got to imagine when, when, you know, when it comes Sunday or Monday, after whether it's you know, one, one of these great players wins that golf tournament, you got to be getting a run on, I got to have Jordan Spieth's shirt, or I got to have Jason's day, you know, Jason Day's hat and pants, or whatever it is. I got to imagine that, that you know, whatever that item is, as you know, sales go through the roof come, uh, come Monday morning or Monday evening when we all get off work. Yeah, and certain certain players, you know, and certain types of products certainly move the needle, right? If somebody, if if especially when if a player talks about something, oh my gosh, I I I, I hit my three wood better than I've ever hit it today. It's so forgiving, you know, yada yada yada. If a player talks mm-hmm. about a product or is wearing something in particular that looks really good, yes, I mean, uh, there's no doubt that Under Armour has. Um, has had some incredible success with us based on you know all the great success that Jordan Speed has had. They've launched their new shoe this year, which is uh, a great product, and it's selling well. And so you, you get certain athletes that can certainly move the needle on certain types of products, uh, especially if they promote them in any way, shape, or form. You know, mm-hmm. the, all it, it goes all the way back to. You know, Freddie Couples walking uh, down the fairways of Augusta in in the brand new at the time, uh, first of its kind Echo lifestyle shoe with no socks, and people are like, "What is that? What's going on?" And so everybody had to have these new Echo shoes, and it took them about a year and a half to catch up to, to the demand that that created. And so again, certain individuals, certain types of products uh, can absolutely move the needle. And Matt, we just recently celebrated National Women's Golf Day. Talk about what you guys are doing to help bring, you know, more women into the game. Yeah, you know, I mean, overall, the the, fir- the first thing that that stands out is the products that we stock in the store. And by products, I mean th- there there is no greater level of assortment uh, on both apparel and golf clubs and shoes. Um, that women will find anywhere. So when they walk into the store, uh, men men as well. But when women walk into the store, one of the first things is like, oh my, how, oh my God, how are they possibly stocking this much product in the store? And it's all kinds of different brands. Whereas a lot of other golf retailers will have a couple of women's brands, and that's it. 
You know, mm-hmm. it's, we, we have way more than just a few routers. There's thousands of square feet dedicated to women's apparel and, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of styles of shoes that women can choose from. So uh, making sure you have the product and that you're committed to that product uh, for women getting into the game is, is to me, the price of entry, right? And yeah. obviously that's, that's very, very important. The other thing, too, is our people. I mean, our people make it a very, um, uh, a, a very easy process when you walk in the store. It's not intimidating. You know, we, we, we do not take the approach of uh, golf is this elitist sport and, you know, you have to be very smart and you have to know this, that, and the other. No, we, we will work with you. Even though the PGA Tour name is on our front door and that's a high-end brand, it's a great brand, we take care of every customer, no matter whether they're just beginning the game or they're a scratch handicap golfer that's been playing for 30, 40 years. Uh, it's, it's, we, we, we oftentimes say that we love to inspire the people that are just beginning to play or the audiences that um, other retailers may not pay enough attention to. Okay? Another example is kids. Last year, and we're doing it right now as well, but last year we had over 3,000 kids come through our stores for kids' clinics, free little clinics on the weekends, et cetera, right. teaching kids how to play the game. And we do that because it's the right thing to do to grow the game, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it, we, we are, we're, we're very in tune with what we need to do. We're not perfect, but we need to keep getting better, and we need to keep getting more people, women, uh, millennials, kids interested in the sport and continuing to play. Yeah, and, and you touched on one of the other things I, that I wanted to, to get your thoughts on is you talk about, you know, with the 3,000 kids and the clinics that you do. I think that's, you know, something else our listeners may not be aware of, but there are throughout, you know, throughout the week, you guys are holding, you know, clinics, whether it's, you know, you know, putting, you know, opportunities for, you know, to teach the short game to, you know, all, all kinds of different things that, uh, that I'm not sure that all of our listeners are aware of. The fact that, you know, not only can you go in there and get all of the equipment that you need, but you've got, you know, you, you talked about the fitting piece, but there are lessons to be had in there. And then there's these clinics that you guys put on, uh, like I say, all throughout the week. Yeah, and it's really easy to find out, you know, what sort of clinics are available at your local store. Again, just by going to pjtoursuperstore.com, um, clicking on the store locator and finding the store near you. We have an events calendar on every store page that talks about what what clinics are coming up and, and, and how people can sign up, et cetera. And so real easy to see the calendar of activity there, whether it's short game or, you know, getting off the tee better. And, you know, we're using our simulators to talk more about, you know, you, you playing with your driver and getting getting, it, getting more distance um, from your your opening tee shots and your drives uh, to putting to you know every aspect of the game and so um, they're all outlined on our website and there's no doubt that the the more that we help people play the, and the more they get on the golf course then the hopefully the more we can help grow the game in general because we're helping them have more fun right. So, so Matt, what what are some technology or innovations that, uh, that you know we might be able to see at the at the PGA Tour Superstore in the not too distant future? Are you hearing about some innovative things that might be coming down the pike, whether that's in a couple of months or towards the end of the season? Yeah, well, I tell you, I tell you that one thing that that we're we're content, we 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 really try to continuously innovate um, as it relates to bringing a great experience to uh, to golfers and tennis players um when you when you look at 
the way our stores are set up. We've got an opportunity to do more with our simulators and our hitting bays and our practice bay areas, et cetera, to create more excitement, to create more events. Uh, I, I think I think that you know we'll start to uh, come up with some plans uh, pretty soon on how to leverage that even more. We do a lot of custom fittings. We do a lot of lessons. But what are some other things that we can do to take advantage of some of this mm-hmm. really cool technology? I mean, there there are experiences right now around the world um, and in other key areas. And I was just when I was just up at, at Minneapolis. You know, they've put a uh, a, a fun bar uh, simulator experience in the terminal where you can go in between flights and hang out for thirty to sixty minutes and go play a game. You can play a golf wow. game. So on a simulator and you can just mm. hang out with your friends and get something to eat and get something to drink and you can sit there and play. You can literally say, okay, I want to play Oakmont. <laughs> Let's go. Wow. Let's Here we go. They've got clubs ready for you and everything. And so I think making our stores even if and and yes, that the answer is yes, it's possible. Our stores are set up already really well, but I start to say if it's possible, making our stores even more fun and more engaging and and create more activity in our stores. And I think you'll see us experiment with some things. Um, and I won't share everything. I won't, I'm, I'm teasing it out a little bit, but uh, there's more to come. <laughs> I'm talking with Matt Corey, who is the uh, chief marketing officer at the PGA Tour Superstore here on Next on the T. And Matt, just a couple of more before we let you go. I've had Steve Mona on the show several times. It was really fantastic. And I'm always curious about what's in his bag. And as the CEO of the World Golf Foundation, which runs things like the World Golf Hall of Fame and We Are Golf in the first tee, he sort of always has to ride a very fine line of not showing too much favoritism (laughs) from one brand to the other. So I got to be curious. Is the same true for you? Well, you know, it's it's really interesting. Um, It depends. It depends. Let's just put it this way. If, if I'm fortunate enough to play golf with a particular brand, uh, if I'm playing golf with the guys from Callaway, you can rest assured that my bag is going to be Callaway. And I'm not showing up to play golf with Chip Brewer or any of the guys from Callaway with you know uh, a, a club that is not theirs. That would just not be right. That's that's not <laughs> you, you, you know you have to be politically correct. Now the lucky thing with some of the equipment manufacturers is I can wear whatever the heck I want. But in a case where if I'm you know teeing it up with somebody from Under Armour, I'm wearing Under Armour. You know I'm not. I'm going to have an Under Armour belt on. I'm going I I promise you I will be politically correct. Um, my 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 bag is actually very much Switzerland. I have a little bit of everything, so I can never get in too much trouble if I run into somebody. But uh, right. you know, it's 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 right now it's uh, it's a little bit of everything. So that's probably a good thing from my perspective. <laughs> right. So Matt, as we look ahead, you know, U.S. Open here in front of us in Oakmont, uh, right outside of my hometown in in Pittsburgh. I get, you know, got to get your thoughts. Who who do you think we're going to be looking at at the at the top of the leaderboard come uh, Sunday evening? Yeah, you know, that's a great question, and everybody's got their opinion. I can tell you who I'm going to root for, and it's very obvious. I'm rooting for Jason Day because he's the headliner in our campaign. Uh, mm-hmm. And if he wins on Father's Day, when we have a Father's Day TV spot featuring him and his son, it would be epic. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for Jason, but uh, no doubt there's a lot of great players uh, out there right now. A lot of people playing really well, uh, and we'll see. All right. So, Matt, one more time, remind our listeners how they can follow you guys, the PGA Tour Superstore, you know, both online and over social media as well. 
Yeah, real simple. Uh, you know, again, visit, especially this week, for those last-minute Father's Day gift ideas, just visit PGATourSuperstore.com. Uh, we make it very easy to pick out the best gifts, and there's still time to get uh, orders sent by Father's Day, both second-day air, next-day air. Uh, we've got deadlines, and it's very obvious on our website. We're going to make it very easy for people. But uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, we're we're all over it. So um, and we're giving away a lot of cool stuff, not just right now around Father's Day, but we've got some stuff coming up with the Olympics uh, right around the corner. And so those people that engage with us on the social channels will have access to some pretty cool stuff. We're going to be working on an Olympics campaign with Adidas coming up here soon. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know, let us know as you got uh, you got those things going on because we'd love to make sure our listeners are aware of you know, like like you say, it's not just right now for Father's Day, it's not just for the U.S. Open as we uh, as we get later into the season. I'm sure there's stuff around the Olympics, the the Open Championship, the PGA. So we'd love to get uh, make sure that our listeners get the word of all the great things that you guys are doing. You got it. We'll do. Matt, thanks again for coming back on the show today. Always great spending time with you. Like I say, hope you'll come back real soon and share all the great stuff that you guys are doing because it just seems to get better and better as uh, as the years go by. Really appreciate it. Have a great rest of the day. You too, Matt. Thanks again. All the best to you and everyone at the PGA Tour Superstore. All right. Take care, sir. See you. You too, Matt. That was my conversation with uh, Matt Corey, again, Chief Marketing Officer of the PGA Tour Superstore. So go check him out online. And again, like I said uh, at the top of the show, if you're looking for a great last-minute gift and you're not sure what to get dad or what dad needs and he, he loves the game of golf, go to uh, PGATourSuperstore.com and you can uh, actually email him a gift card. You can buy a gift card, load it up with whatever amount you want, and uh, it'll electronically get to him and he can go pick out whatever he thinks uh, that he wants or needs still in in his golf bag or uh, as apparel as well. So again, PGATourSuperstore.com. All right, folks, it is time for me to put a bow on this episode. Before we close up shop, I want to remind you about our friends and our partner uh, PGA Tour Pro Jim Estes and the great folks over at the Salute Military Golf Association. Let's uh, hear a uh, reminder word from Jim. The Salute Military Golf Association was created to provide rehabilitative golf experiences to the brave men and women who have been wounded while serving our country. Hi, I'm Jim Estes, PGA Golf Pro and co-founder of the Salute Military Golf Association. With my adaptive golf program, we've successfully helped thousands of soldiers in their recovery, both mentally and physically. The SMGA has been providing family-inclusive golf experiences across the country since 2007. To date, the SMGA has equipped more than 1,000 warriors with properly fitted golf clubs and has extended its clinic series to more than eight chapter and affiliate locations across the U.S. If you are a wounded veteran interested in participating or if you'd like to learn more about the Salute Military Golf Association and find a chapter closest to you, visit our website at smga.org. We've seen firsthand how impactful golf can be in aiding one's recovery. The Salute Military Golf Association, empowering wounded veterans one fairway at a time. Visit smga.org. That's smga.org. Yeah, they're doing some amazing things there at the uh, Salute Military Golf Association. Please, to find out more information and to see how you can get involved, check them out online. Again, it's smga.org. All right, everyone, my sincere thanks again to Eric Johnson, Russ Holden, and Matt Corey for making today's show so much fun for me to do and be a part of. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Please also check out our sister show, Thursday Night Tailgate, with me and my co-host Bob Lazari and our announcer Joe Lajanusa. 
That show airs live every Thursday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You can hear us on the Armed Forces Radio Network, Blog Talk Radio. You can stream it on iHeartRadio. Tune in. We're all over the net. Podbean, our good friends over at Podbean. You can check us out there. Blog Talk Radio, like I say. Uh, you can find us also uh, if you download Spreaker or uh, Stitcher, Player.fm, SoundCloud. We, I, again, we're all over the net. Both uh, this show, Next on the T, and Thursday Night Tailgate as well. On TNT, every week we are joined by uh, legends and stars from around the NFL and uh, the Canadian Football League sometimes as well. Uh, please check out both shows on Facebook. Give us a like. That's important to us as well. Next on the T with Chris Mascaro and Thursday Night Tailgate. You can find us online on our websites, nextonthetea.net and thursdaynighttailgate.com. And from either one of our sites, you can stream or download any of our archive episodes for free, folks. Plus, you can also uh, stay up to date with who some of our future guests are going to be as well. I can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show today. We know you have thousands of choices for shows to, to stream or download. We appreciate that you've made Next on the T one of them. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends. You've been listening to Next on the T with Christmas Carol. Where PGA and LPGA legends, pros and top instructors And media members go to tell their stories Join us the same time every Saturday To hear more stories about the game we love From the people who love sharing those stories with you It's all about the great game of golf It's all about the great game of golf